Come and join the photography and video show this coming March. Immerse yourself in the world of photography and filmmaking from the comfort of your own sofa. We're delighted to be able to bring the imaging community together online once again at our Spring Shoots Virtual Festival with a new refreshed format. On the 6th and 7th of March, we will host a packed weekend of exclusive talks and demos from legendary photographers, plus tailored masterclasses and the very latest kit from the top brands. Whether you're a complete beginner, a recent graduate or a seasoned professional, there's something for everyone to take the next step on their creative journey at the photography and video show. This year is a fresh start for everyone, so kick 2021 off with a burst of inspiration, ready to get out there and shoot. Visit www.photographyshow.com and register for free today. He Shoots, He Draws are proud to be an official supporter of the photography and video show. You're listening to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography, design, creativity, and more, with your hosts, Dave Clayton and Alan Hess. Hello, and welcome back to a very special edition of He Shoots, He Draws. I'm going to drop a fanfare in here because you are listening to episode 150. Actually, I like milestones. Um, Alan's here with me again, so... Hello, Alan. Good evening. Yeah, good evening. Afternoon. Morning. Wait. Good morning. Yeah, yeah. We've always got eight hours gap between us, so I'm always in the future. But yeah, this is the 150th episode, which when I think back to February 2018, wow, um, when this all started, I mean, the intention was always to keep going. But when you look back and see a milestone of 150 episodes, you sort of think, wow, we've we've been quite blessed with some good guests and the ability to keep talking to people and not <laughs> people still listen as long as people are listening we'll still we'll keep going and and we've got another big uh download landmark coming up very soon i'm not going to say what it is but it's uh it's really close to quarter of a million <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i do i do i'm always big on landmarks and i think it's nice just to have little little achievements where you can just kind of hang your hat on something and I think 150 episodes and and just coming up to 250,000 downloads I'm really pleased with that and grateful for a lot of people who listen in each month given that um, you know there's no commuting and people aren't out in their cars and they, their listening habits have dropped and more podcasts out there by all the Hollywood celebrities who are yeah, dropping yeah, podcasts sure. like for <laughs> It's 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 unbelievable how many more podcasts have have come out since uh, COVID hit and all those people sitting at home in their like home recording studios decided I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there was a massive peak in home recording because uh, also like we've said before, TikTok has really yeah. taken off this past year, and the amount of people buying ring lights and video gear and stands and backdrops and and audio and that 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 whole home studio thing has really taken off and you know i've still listened to some new podcasts i've like i know you've been listening to audio books um we've also just recently had come on the scene 
uh, a brand new social media thing called Clubhouse, which I'm still on the fence about. But that's like a cross between, it's like a radio show stroke podcast. So it's it's a live chat app and you join a room with other people and they, like say maybe four or five people will pick a subject like how to be a successful entrepreneur. <laughs> and um, so basically it's a bunch of people who like the sound of their own voice regurgitating everything they've been posting on social media for the past few years and now get the ability to read it all out again but in audio format <laughs> i'm sure there's i'm sure there's some great stuff in there i've jumped in on a couple of couple of ones where you kind of listen to them talking it's it's like a zoom call without video and you can sit and listen to them and you can actually join in the conversation if you want otherwise you can just listen it or go about your business um it's interesting it'll be it'd be interesting to see how it fits in between the podcast world and pre-recorded content it, it could be hugely successful or it could run out of steam very quickly i, I am now uh I have, I have been invited to and have accepted invitations so that I, I have access to this new, uh, shiny, bright new world. I have not actually listened to anyone or anything yet, so I'm still kind of on the fence about um, where I'm spending my uh, free time. I, I guess is yeah. you know I like um, yeah I've been heavily into audio um, audiobooks for years and I have an Audible account so. And, you know, they make it very difficult for me to listen to other things because they keep giving me more free stuff. Yeah. Which has been, you know. It's good. If you're learning from some of it, it's good. Um, A a couple of, the good thing about, uh, I guess it's like any social media things where an industry adopts something very quickly. So, like, if you're a designer or a photographer, you automatically think, oh, there's a lot of photographers on there. But actually, there's, there's chats on there about cooking, about magic, about politics, about all sorts of things. So you can kind of go and pick a room where you can... Do you know what it, remind, it reminds me of when... Um, this will roll back the years. I used to have a CB radio. Oh, yeah. and, and me and my friends, we all had CB radios, and we'd sit in our room, we'd all join in a conversation, and someone would be like... Um, want to come in on the side and you say on the side slide and you'd let them in and they could join the conversation it's just, it reminds me of that of those old CB radio days but it's obviously on your phone and that but it, it will be interesting to see it's the right time to bring something like that out because a lot of people are at home and they've got time and they do want to chat but um, yeah we shall see on that one I don't know that we'll be will be doing anything it could it could be a good way what i'd love to do one day we're we're going to do this before but it never really happened was to do an actual live say live episode of he shoots he draws but it will be a zoom room and you can join as a guest and you can like send in questions beforehand um and then uh, we can say to someone uh, you know ask your question and that and see if we could maybe do it or it might be that using clubhouse could be a good way for us to test and do a live like a live podcast and people can just join in and we can chat with a with a guest or two and and see how that goes so i'm not going to dismiss it yet but no i mean there's interesting things i i think um someone that i'm trying to still 
nailed down to come on the show. I'm not going to mention names, but is is very active. Um, oh, every day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every so, single day. <laughs> so I'm I'm hoping that to get um, uh, her perspective on you know a lot of things, but I don't want to say who it is until I actually have a, yeah. a date nailed down. We've been bouncing back and forth um, for oh my goodness for a couple of months now and trying to come up with a decent. Uh, block of time where we can sit down and chat because she's photographed a lot of really interesting things but she's also seems to be uh loving this new um platform pl yeah. platform yeah um i will say we've been listening to a, a podcast that uh um i didn't really uh know about my my wife turned me on it, it we she got it through audible of all places they have a bunch of different podcasts where they, they have on their site and it's called uh, you're wrong you're wrong about so like what okay. you're wrong about and they just pick a subject and kind of delve into it and it's been some really interesting things from princess diana's life to uh tip of gore and um, what they call porn rock so you know it's from <laughs> and it's and it's a, a reporter for the huffington post and um this uh this woman who works, and I'm not sure where she works for, but I think she's worked for like BuzzFeed and some of those things. And they literally just take a subject and dive into it. But the interplay and the information is really good and interesting. So oh, I do love ones like that. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that out here because we're talking about you know listening to things. So it's um, you're wrong about, and uh, okay. you can you can just you can find it. And um, yeah, some of the stuff was was absolutely fascinating because I was uh, I had no idea, and they delved into like four episodes on like Princess Diana's entire life, <laughs> and they <laughs> they delved into you know the um, uh, the last one we we're listening to was D. Snyder from Twisted Sister and the hearings about um, all the warning labels on on music albums back in the I guess that was the. 90s 2000s yeah you know when they, when america went a little crazy <laughs> but <laughs> he was actually d snyder was just actually a guest star on cobra kai he, he was i absolutely loved that whole part too i mean I'll they, never... they were doing they were doing teasers for him uh as when cobra kai season three was ready to come out he was on their instagram account and they'd be like hey d how many days till it's coming out and they'd be like there's three and like in his real rock voice that was pathetic but he would give like that real rock voice and count the days down and then he was just in that one scene where they take the the kids to the concert yeah and i but he I, was loud <laughs> i did love that scene though and cobra kai was a great uh uh use of my time no it wasn't a great use of my time cobra kai was enjoyable as it some, was. yeah someone i watched the karate kid in the 80s and i'd done martial arts for a long time and used to sit there and complain about that or really enjoyed it and it the thing that's fascinating about cobra kai and it's it's actually quite fascinating about a lot of things is that especially the first season really took a new look at a, something that you had assumed went a certain way but it was from the other perspective so while it looked like you know everyone was beating up on daniel and his life was so miserable <laughs> it was portrayed from the other side of the coin uh was I that? thought it was really clever how, yeah. how they were so authentic to the film and respectful to some of the stuff. Like they made a lot of reference to the film to stick to the story. And like you say, there's that uh, there's that video that's out where it makes they re like recut the film to make Daniel look like the bully. 
and Johnny Such. Lawrence to look like the hero. And that's kind of how Cobra Kai sort of started started back was you keep flipping between who you whose side you're on. Right. Well, you're always the hero in your own story. I mean, if yeah, that's, yeah. you know, so Johnny Lawrence in his mind, he was the hero. It, he was you know, wronged. This kid came to school and stole his girlfriend. I mean, that's yeah. when when you're in when you're 16, that's that's devastating. <laughs> Oh, so. so think about being 16 have a girlfriend. That's foreign to me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was very good. Um, right, so right. tonight's episode, uh, we wanted to sort of uh, talk about what's coming up. So as Alan's already hinted at, there's a guest that we've been trying to get that uh, we're really looking forward to getting. And because now we've got this clubhouse thing, we can, we're can we going to have the episode, have her explain to us the, the pros and cons of that. Uh, we've also got a web what we've decided to do was over the coming weeks and months the emphasis has always been on the guest and their life story but we actually want to talk about more subjects about things so if you've got if you want us to talk to someone about a specific subject rather than nominating a guest we'd rather you nominated a subject you'd like us to hear and what we'll do is we'll go and find the person that we think is right for us to interview and right for the show and got the best kind of knowledge because you know sometimes i do get emails that say oh hey you should interview my friend blah 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 but that's kind of i'm not not to sound negative but that's not what we're here for we want to we want to kind of address subjects and situations that help other people um so couple of things we've got coming up is we're doing an episode about websites because Alan's in the process of looking at upgrading <laughs> his website but also I'd have I just updated mine and I had a conversation with my friends and I kind of was was looking at it a really different way and we disagreed over it but actually, they educated me on something. So we're going to have a we're going to have a, um, a particular episode where we're going to talk about the pros and cons of the strength of your website and how it should how it should, important it is to your business, especially now because we've all got time to upgrade our stuff. But also, we're going to look at you know Wix versus Squarespace versus SmugMug, like when when you can use those when when it's a good way to use those sites and when it's not and some things about the terms and conditions things that might help you make a a better informed decision about where you go and what you do um we're also going to be talking about uh, talking to a guy from a company who's been on the show before um but their business took a real kick in the backside like a lot of businesses have during the pandemic and they nearly went under they they lost the building they were working in the government closed it down and they've still got a lot of their stock and equipment in there they can't access they went through a really tough time and what they did was they just knuckled down and rebuilt their business to suit the situation they're in um, and now they're in a brand new property they've actually got a, a shop they've changed the way they did their business and we're going to talk to them about that to kind of help other smaller businesses kind of pivot a little bit and look at the way they trade versus the traditional way because i think even photographers you know the way you the way we behave around people now the way we we operate our business is going to be so different and we've got to be ready if this happens again because yeah. now we're living through this um there's every every chance that something like this could come along and bite our ass again and and you need to be ready for it so 
that's one of them. Yeah. Um, we've got we've got another guest who is going to be talking about a subject that Alan is constantly frustrated <laughs> by. <laughs> but every nearly every photographer uses it. We're going to be speaking to a Lightroom expert. Uh, I'm not going to say who yet because I never like to say who it is. But this person is is one of the most well-informed and respected people in the industry. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and their name matches their, their uh, respect in the industry as well. So we're going to be having an episode talking about Lightroom Classic, Lightroom Desktop, the different versions, different, right. different workflows, and the you know, pros and cons of, of using it and not using it. Uh, do you want to mention your sports? Yeah, one? I mean, we're gonna we're gonna talk to uh, um, uh, again. We'll keep it vague posting. Um, yeah, um, we're gonna talk to someone who actually photographs uh, for an NFL team, um, and have they now obviously the uh, American football season is finished. Um, so we're gonna check in and see how the COVID. Uh, covering football in the days of COVID and how they think things are going to go forward. Um, and honestly, how he became a NFL, uh, photographer. I mean, I remember one of the, one of the earliest like bizarre photography memories I have is sitting and watching when we moved to America. I was, uh, I was, um, we moved to America in 1980. I was uh, 12 years old and I was sitting watching TV with my dad a few years after we got here and he was trying to explain American football to me because I didn't know it. I, we, we grew up playing rugby and soccer and those things in South Africa. And I kept seeing these photographers on the sideline with these giant lenses and I was like, I want one of those. <laughs> I was like, my, my brain looked at the photographers on the sideline of the game and I was thinking, that's like, how do you get to do that? Um, you know, and I, I still have... You know, there's there's days where I still like, oh, I really want my own 600 millimeter lens, and I don't need it for anything, especially mm. these days. But I've always had this like, I always thought those players, you know, those people who got to be on the sidelines were there was something you know special about them. Now I know a couple of them, and um, yeah, there's nothing special about them. No, just just kidding. They're 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 very <laughs> they talented. Point and click. Yeah, it's, it's it's a lot more than just taking the picture. It's knowing where to be. It's understanding the game. It's having that kind of access. So I'm really I'm really looking forward to being able to speak um, to a sports guy. And uh, and there's a couple other people I have uh, also um, sitting on the back burner. We're just trying to get some scheduling going. But one of them deals with. Uh, has has had a really interesting life dealing with both college photography and concert photography of all things and um then i, I know a guy who uh photographs very fast moving planes from other very fast moving planes so that <laughs> that should be a good good chat too yeah and we've got some we've got a couple of returning guests coming as well that are also we're trying to work out schedule in fact we're gonna have uh one no, I'm not going to say because it would give away who it is. But we have got a couple of returning guests. We've got a couple of dear friends in the industry that haven't been on the show yet. That through life changing and babies and marriage and all sorts, um, it's difficult trying to find the time. But we've, we've got a couple of friends coming on. It's, it's kind of amazing. We're all sitting at home because we're not really allowed to go anywhere or do anything yet. And yet sometimes scheduling stuff, especially because we're eight-hour time difference, gets to be... Uh, Gets to be a bigger challenge than I would have thought because usually people go, "Hey, can you?" And I'm like, "Sure, I'm not going anywhere. I'm home all the time." <laughs> and uh, but we've 
some people are still doing day jobs from home, like right. me. I, I can only record. It's eight. Normally, we'd record at eight o'clock in the evening. We're actually recording a little bit earlier on a Sunday, so it's earlier in the day for Alan. So everyone fits in. Like me and Alan bookend the maximum <laughs> hours. Right. So, so I I can't start recording till four o'clock in the afternoon because that's eight o'clock in Alan's morning. But nobody wants to be recording at eight o'clock in the morning. So then we've kind of got to wait and then it gets into my evening and then that's kind of Alan's midday. So I always appreciate Alan's taking the time out <laughs> midday, well, but then everyone else is kind of in between. We've got them. We've then got the five, six and seven hours that we have to try and balance as well. Right. Oh, we just, uh, we just did it. We just, we have our episode recorded already. That'll come out soon. Um, but I was the odd one out because uh, both you guys were eight hours ahead of me. Yeah, and, uh, that's going to be the one after this one. Yeah. That'll be episode 151. In fact, we can say what that one is. That's our, our friend Tony Harmer. We've actually recorded that and got it in the bag. I've checked the audio. It's all fine. <laughs> so, there is there is a lost episode. Um, I actually interviewed a really great guy from a design company in Sweden. And unfortunately, I've not told him yet. I need to go back and speak to him and do it again because my audio got absolutely shot um my mic levels went up it was i'm i've i've actually put out a couple of episodes in the past where my mic was at that point um which was disappointing but it's fixed now but i'm i'm going to re-record that one because he was a really good guest and it was about running a design studio from like one man in a bedroom through to being one of the most successful in their country and hiring staff but still being small so that'll come out um Mm. speaking of uh, other events and things if you listen to the beginning of the podcast you would have heard an ad for the photography show uh, we are official partners or official supporters of the photography show so thank you to them for allowing us to be part of it again we're the only podcast that's ever done a live uh, live episode from the show as well and had we been in person that would have been continuing but <laughs> we don't know we don't know what's happening but now it's online um it's coming up on march the 6th and 7th it's a weekend it's completely free uh there's some great guests on the super stage uh Rankin being one of them who's been at the show before but he is uh, a very entertaining guest uh we've also got a number of um like training areas so there's like a mobile area i've been putting together the photo and editing suite so we've got guests like Glenn will be one of them, Julianne Cost. Uh, we've got Tony Harmer is going to be one of them. We've got some uh, classes on video, on audio. Uh, there's some classes on Affinity, Premiere Pro, Photoshop, Lightroom. So there's a good mix. Um, then there's some other, because it's the photography and video show, there are some other events going on around mobile and business. So definitely if you get a chance uh, go and check it out there's also a sponsors exhibitors area so you can actually go and speak to the exhibitors and they'll do some online stuff and you can still buy some great deals through the show as it goes on over the two days but um, if you go to photographyshow.com superstage has got the big name speaker guest so there's uh, brooke shaden Joel Myrowitz, I think that's pronounced his name. Uh, we've got Rankin, uh, Tim Flack. Uh, they've got a couple of other ones lined up. But then there's some other stages with other guests speaking. So definitely go and have a look um, and see what's going on. It's a, it's a good 
good couple of days to learn some things and listen to some guests and given like a lot of lot of industries now having to go online and be virtual i think um this is the only way we're going to access events at the moment yeah and also it's good to support them to show that the interest is there because fingers crossed we've got vaccinations rolling out um i think it's going to be touch and go for a lot of bigger events like sport and music towards the end of the year but we'll see but for now if there's an online show that you would normally have gone to try and support them online as well and just sort of help them out let them know you're still interested and and engage with them because i know there's a lot of people doing a lot of hard work behind the scenes on these events um we've seen a lot of our training partners and friends kelby one have been putting on conferences every every couple of months um and there's some other ones that i follow that i've been doing live feeds live events chats and q a's so it's a new world for us it's uh it's, it's a way we're gonna have to consume these kinds of things at the minute but um yeah, I, I just wanted to give a little plug for that yeah, i also think it's not going away i think that no. even even when we go back to in-person conferences and and you know giant crowds walking through uh crowded hallways i think there will now be a, a virtual aspect to that that'll be more acceptable after last year and and what i see going forward this year um comic-con has not announced anything about comic-con yet but they did just um say that uh WonderCon, which is usually in march april this year is going to be back to two days and being virtual um, right. and the problem is that because they because it's virtual and you can't really charge people <laughs> the tickets at this point for the event they're losing a lot of money yeah and the long-term viability of some of these things is is going to be in question if you know how long can they keep going because bandwidth costs money and setting it up costs money and people still need to take a salary and feed their you know feed their kids and you know that stuff is still um you know, it's a whole industry that is still going to be, oh, man, struggling as it comes, as it comes back. Because everyone keeps saying, you know, the new normal. Like, let's get back to. The, I don't think that we should go for a new normal. I think we need to change into what will then be the current, you know, version of conferences. <laughs> but I, I don't want to see it go back to the way it was without, um, you know uh the whole way i think it's i think a it's it's hazardous as a as a human race for us to ignore what just happened last year this virus came out of nowhere and, and literally spread around the world like something out of a bad science fiction movie mm. um and the next one could do the same thing we've had you know we've had these kind of viruses before we just haven't had them uh so, spread so quickly um the other thing is Man, it's been great to go back and revisit content from some of the conferences. You know, Adobe Max is, we, we've talked about it a lot, but they still have a lot of things posted. You can still look at their content going forward until the next conference, which uh, we have no official word on what they're doing with it yet. But just the way things are going, I'm assuming it's going to be November, and I'm assuming there's going to be at least an online component, if not. You know, yeah, I would have thought so. so. I mean, it worked so well for them last yeah. year. You can, whatever you say about Adobe, I think given the extent of that event and the size of it, I think what they did uh, was went all in. I mean, yeah. they didn't they didn't hold back. They increased the number of instructors. They increased the number of special guests, keynote speakers, 
more talks. They were shorter as well, so they're able to get more content in there. But I mean, apart from a couple of times, like especially on the keynote with bandwidth, um, they've they've openly published the numbers that they had as well. Uh, I think they did a remarkable job, given that it had to be shown around three time zones around the yeah. world for different markets. And I think, like you, I think you're right. I think, however, Adobe Max comes back, um, this is a component that worked really well. That would actually not just keep Adobe Max to a single location for the amount of people that go, with some sessions available afterwards. I think the engagement they got and the ability to allow people to access it obviously there's a balance between you know we know the cost of the ticket they can't give it expect people to pay to go there but give it all away free because right. no one will go but i think there's definitely like you say a lot of events will have seen that hang on do you know what this this virtual thing is an extra right we can do this they could do a halfway house <laughs> kind of thing for yeah well, I mean, people who can't afford it but want want the content. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. You can, you know, uh, I was really impressed with Adobe Max last year. I still, you know, didn't, you know, okay, they were towards the end of the year, so they had a lot of leeway. They're a technology company, so they had a lot of smart people working on it. But I thought of doing a virtual conference, it was still the best one that I had seen in the way they did it. Now it was a little bit like, I was sitting alone in my office and there wasn't the camaraderie or the crowds or that mm. energy going on, but it was at least there was, uh, the classes were easily digestible, bite-sized, what, 50-minute chunks, I think, 30-minute chunks. I, I mean, they were, yeah, about 20, 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah, it was, but it was easily, it was easy to deal with. I wasn't feeling like, it, you know, after a while when you're sitting at your desk looking at something online for a while, it just feels like, like work and... Um, I think they did a really good job. So I think we're going to start seeing that part um, combined. But I think people, the urge that people have to socialize and be, I mean, well, we've seen the downside of that. People can't stay home yeah. at all. Um, but, you know, as uh, at least here in, in San Diego and the U.S., vaccines are rolling out. Um, it's still right now uh, mostly for people 65 and older. They are going for the older, more vulnerable populations. The next step is for uh, 50 and older plus mm. people who are younger with pre-existing conditions. So I'm hoping that the next round I'll be able to be eligible for the vaccine. Um, Same here. Yeah. And if you, you know, if, if uh, people listen to this a long time from now and don't realize that we just had a, a, a really bad week in the u.s with weather <laughs> to say the very least we had winter storms blanket um most of the country and i saw 73 percent of america was covered in snow right and the, and then, the part that and wasn't was california is, no, the, yeah the part that wasn't was where i live i mean right now it's like 72 and absolutely beautiful outside but texas um because their power grid is separate from the federal power grid and the power in the country in the U.S. is divided into two power grids, the three. It's, it's divided into mm. like the, the east, the west, and Texas. And the Texas power grid had a failure. And so we have friends who were without power and water for days. There's huge swaths of the country that things um, just stopped moving. And part of the things that stopped moving were the vaccines. So yeah. the packaging, delivery, distribution all got 
kind of postponed for three or four days. It's ramping up and it's, trust me, it is, it's coming and, and it's all good, but we had a little um, U.S. pause um, this week as these storms just, you know. Yeah, it was crazy. And yet I saw pictures of Texas today and there's not a drop of snow. Yeah, there's places it's all going. And they're, it, blue, blue sky and back to normal and melted. Yeah. But I also saw Mark Heaps, our friend Mark Heaps, post that yeah. he suffered his, the ceiling caved in, burst pipes. Um, so I know a lot of people have, have had those problems as well because it's just, like you say, Texas is generally a, a normally warm state. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's down the south. It's So when you get that kind of weather, you're absolutely not prepared for it. And right. let's, yeah, let's be honest, the last 12 months has been all about not being prepared for a lot of stuff. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, it's a, I lived in Oregon for years and I had a, um, I dealt with frozen pipes and it's one of the worst things because a pipe will, the water inside of a pipe will freeze. Uh, the ice expands, it cracks the pipe, then it melts and everything just, comes pours out out and and you don't know it until suddenly your closet is raining or you know there's ice coming out of your ceiling it's a unbelievable thing to to have happen and then it's it destroys the infrastructure because it actually cracks pipes in the ground you know and then um you can't trust the drinking water and it's it's a yeah we're gonna be digging ourselves out of this one um for a long time but um you know if anything's to, if our, anything's being tested it's our resilience yeah it's yeah it's a, it's been a little crazy so um you know we keep i think keep waiting to see what's say, coming next <laughs> like a little, yeah, a little it's scared like, <laughs> it's waiting for the like, the next kind of good news um it's like it's, it's like new, pockets of news are like what what they say in business is like a shit sandwich yeah it's like a bad a really good thing you get on a high and then a bad thing comes along and then and it's just it, you know so many peaks and troughs at the moment and i think trying to you know now is the time if we're coming up to a year we were just talking earlier um with my two boys that a year ago next weekend I went to my last concert in Birmingham. I went to see the script live. Right. And then two weeks after, me and my, my other son went to see a professional Premier League football match. And then, like, that was March the 14th. And then, like, the week later, everything kicked in, the lockdown, the whole lot. And we're thinking, wow, that, you know, that year's coming round. If you, if you can't kind of... I'm not going to say roll with the punches because some people have had some awful things happen and lost a lot of loved ones and, you know, businesses have closed down. But I think from a, from a human being, um, from us as a species, we are quite resilient, but I think we're now like at this point where if we're going to ignore it and put our fingers in our ears and pretend it's all going to go away, we're very foolish. Um, things are going to be different concerts are going to be different sporting events are going to be different we aren't going to go back to normal immediately right. um i'm still massively missing travel i mean 2020 was the first year since 2012 i haven't been to america I haven't traveled this year if i do it's going to be towards the very end of the year i don't yeah. know when the international um this is the thing about the vaccines and without getting political about it i'm gonna uh if you choose not to listen to the podcast anymore because of this <laughs> i am i am gonna get vaccinated i am gonna have a vaccination um 
because I want to, and it's my choice, and I don't believe any of the bullshit that's going out about it. I think, believe what you want to believe, but at the end of the day, if you don't go down that route, you are going to find yourself restricted, I believe, in things like international travel, yes. access to certain areas, at least, for, at least at the beginning, you can't turn up and be a Karen and start demanding it's your <laughs> right to be in, being somewhere if you've not had your vaccination. You're making a choice, you decide not to have it, but you are going to also, right. the consequences of that, are you are not going to be allowed in to concerts. I'm all for a, a vaccine passport. I'm, I'm, you know, if anyone wants my DNA, my information, you know, I will happily show a card to prove that I've been vaccinated if it means I can start doing normal things again, seeing my loved ones, seeing my elderly family being able to travel safely you know i still do all those things but i want to get back to normal as soon as possible yeah. i want to get back to seeing my friends and traveling and going to live events um but i think for the next kind of 12 to 18 months those events are not going to be you know a hundred thousand people in a sports stadium and thirty thousand people at a concert it's going to be so so different at least that's my opinion. Yeah. What I, what, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I, the minute I can get the vaccine, I'm taking it. It's, it's, it's been a long year. Um, the last concert I shot was on March the 9th to 2020, wow. which was Tame Impala. Um, and then by the 11th, I was photographing an empty arena because we were supposed to have an indoor football game on the 14th, and that got canceled. And the minute that was canceled, that was the last, like, they went, oh, we'll have it. We'll have no one in the audience. We'll have it. We'll have no one there. We're not going to have it. That that was literally the start of the the shutdown. Um, and uh, my calendar for the year has a lot of events with the word postponed written next to it. Because we kept thinking, we'll just, you know, like everything was pushed out to a year. Now those events that were supposed to start happening in the next couple of months are being pushed out another six months. They're starting to realize that we're not going to have enough people um there won't be any kind of immunity going on yet so we're we're pushing those things out um i heard it explained really well the other day um about the the shots and the um especially with the variations that are coming out from we call them the the, the british or the uk variation and the south africa variation are, are the yeah. ones being pushed here and that's it it's all our fault yeah, alan it's, we got, you know <laughs> Well, uh, our current president doesn't blame anyone. The previous one blamed everyone. So we're, you know, we're good there. But it said, you know, if you take that first shot and it's putting all these, uh, it's telling your body to fight the infection. Um, and then the second shot, you know, two weeks later is the one that really just adds that um, big boost to it. So, yeah. yeah. And if you, you know, people who are not doing it and not, you know, there's been a lot of talk here about, you know, what if you just got one and they spread all the first ones around and people are a little afraid that those variations and um, in the virus are going to uh, let it uh, thrive and not knock it all the way out. And we really need to knock this sucker all the way out. I mean, I honestly believe that we'll probably have uh, COVID shots like you have a flu shot at yeah. the end of the year or a pneumonia, you know, vaccine or any of those other little ones that you have to have a booster every couple of years. And that's probably going to be the future. And I'm, I'm good with it because, uh, 
Um, we'll talk a little bit about what's happened and why I wasn't on the episode with Claudia yes, the other yeah. week. Because after telling everyone that I've got all this free time ahead of around, I was uh, conspicuously absent from, <laughs> from the last recording. <laughs> so I, um, I'm diabetic. I've been, I've was diagnosed with type two diabetes. Uh, holy crap, like 20 something years ago now. It's been a while and everything was going really well until a couple of years ago. And, uh, I think that was 2019, yeah, 2019 or 2018. I had a little scrape on my leg. I ended up in the hospital. I ended up getting an infection, and I was told that I needed to take better care of myself. I needed to lose some weight. I needed to watch my blood sugars. I needed to uh, start taking some medications for that, and part of that was I actually went and got my eyes checked. And lo and behold, it turns out that I see a whole lot better with my new glasses because they were like... My eyes had had some damage, and they, they weren't badly damaged from the diabetes or anything else. It's just a combination of being in my 50s, um, staring at screens a lot. Uh, you know, it just, it happens. So I'm, I now wear glasses, and uh, it's been great. Last week, I had to go and have a retina specialist look at my eyes because my regular doctor had seen some little blood vessels that had done something in my eye that she didn't like and I, I I'm like great I have insurance so when Dave was having a great chat with Cloudy I was off getting my eyeball injected oh and <laughs> Alan told me I about crawled up my backside and back out again it was like a like a cringe wormhole it's, it was one of those things that I got to tell you the visual and the concept behind it is a lot worse than the execution um I have some thickening of a retina in my left eye, which is my dominant eye. It's the one that I use when I take pictures. It's the one I'm very protective of and I'm a little scared about this. So the doctor said that there's two things they can do. One, they can do nothing and watch it and hope it doesn't get worse. The other one is they can inject something into my eye that'll make it better. <coughs> the idea of them sticking a syringe needle into my eyeball mentally paints a picture from every bad horror movie out there it was like <laughs> Dave I tell you man I, I was freaking out but I'm like how bad could it be and my... I pictured clock, that scene in Clockwork Orange <laughs> yeah it it, it, it it was really odd because they numbed my eyeball with some drops and then they injected my eyeball with something and then they injected whatever they needed to do and the weird part is i couldn't see it because it was oh, actually wow. coming out my eyeball it was so close that it was out of, like so out of focus <laughs> that i couldn't really see what they were doing and they sent me home with some drops and everything on monday night felt fine and, and felt normal and i went back to the doctor on wednesday and he said that the drops the the injection had actually done a good job and was doing what it was supposed to be doing. So there's really good news there that my eye has been taken care of. At the same time, because I'm never a simple guy, it's never just one thing, <laughs> uh, my right eye has a small hole uh, in the retina that they wanted to just laser beam closed. And I've heard about laser treatments for eyes for years. I mean, everyone I'm sure has heard LASIK or laser, you know, to help with mm. visual sight. So I was assuming that that'd be like a no big deal, in and out, three seconds, you know, just shoot a laser beam into my eye, we'll be fine, we'll be good to go. Honestly, that one took about an hour. They had to fire the laser 130 times. I got to find that out later. And each time was a little bright, like, you know, like a little zap. And they 
basically cauterized around the little hole so that it's sealed up. Um, and now I... When you say 130 times, was that like one of those 130 times in a second? No, it's like, a, it's like, it's like think of it as a, as a very bright flash going off. So um, each time that they actually fire the laser, it felt like a, a very bright white light. Um, you know, like Joe McNally has set up a hundred speed lights around your face and okay. triggers them all at the same time, you know. <laughs> uh, and they had to trigger them a hundred and I think it was 132 times. In what space of time? Uh, I was there for about f in the chair for about 45 minutes. I oh, think. Wow. So it took a while. It was rather uncomfortable. Um, but then again, once I got home and I put in a couple of the natural tear eye drops, by the next morning it felt absolutely fine. And uh, it's all it's all working. So my eyes are <laughs> my eyes are still there. They're still in my head. They're still doing good things, even though one of them has now been injected with something, and the other one has been shot with a laser beam. You walked out in the garden and went, "Oh, what's that? I can see. <laughs> oh, it's Jupiter." <laughs> well, that's the thing that I'm really upset about is that I was really hoping that I would get superpowers, because I just you know, like if you're going to be laser beamed and injected, you should have yeah. you should come out with superpowers. You should have definitely anyone. I was t I, I told the story about. Um, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but uh, we were casually chatting to uh, my wife's father. Um, God bless him; he's gone now. But uh, he was telling us a story, very nonchalantly, about his time when he was in the army, and and he's he's a, a fellow collector of things. And he he had all these train tickets, and he goes, "Oh yeah, I I went to New York. Um, this was the 1950s. Yeah, it was, would have been 1950s." He goes, "Yeah, we got shipped out. We went to New York, and here's here's the the flyer from when I went to the Empire State Building and my ticket." And he's got this like nice. Um, and then they we flew on to Hawaii, and we spent a couple of days in Hawaii. Um, and then we eventually flew onto Christmas Island. I'm like, okay, Christmas Island. That's um, that's where they. He goes, yeah, that's where they they were testing the atom bombs. Yeah, I said, what? So did you have to go in like afterwards? And he goes, no, no, we were there to test the atom bombs. <laughs> so I was like, what? You were there when they tested it? He said, yeah. approaching 80 like late 70s 80 and he said yeah it was really funny because when the bright light went off i could actually see my bones like an like an x-ray oh, through man. his hands and uh so yeah so he's on christmas island this is happening see the um that it's oh i can't remember the name of it now it's project something but he he they were all given a book um i'll have to get it and get a reprint of it but basically it was kind of a hey this is what an atom bomb is um so you reading it through it says you should expect to see a bright light and so, and it'll be quite warm <laughs> it was that kind of explanation but i just thought he's he's bruce banner right <laughs> you wouldn't like him he's, when he's angry he, yeah he should technically be a superhero he's been exposed to massive radiation he must have superpowers now what was funny was andrea would never bruise that's not like I tried to. 
<laughs> no matter how hard I hit, <laughs> no, Andrea w- could walk into could walk into anything. She could fall over. She would never bruise. And I said to her, "That's that's from your dad. You've actually inherited his superpowers. You are now." the guy from um unbreakable <laughs> and you don't know and you don't know it you've inherited superpowers and yet bizarrely after he passed away in 2018 she started bruising that's weird and when she was walking into things she started bruising. it's really weird but i just think i love that as he's telling us this story i'm like oh cool you went to you went to new york oh cool you went to hawaii oh cool you went to christmas island you did what <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah i i would have held the book right over my uh <laughs> groinal crotch area like let's you know my my hands would not have been oh, over my face they would have been i'm gonna see if i can get a hold of the book and take a couple of shots and put it on the website wow. yeah it's amazing amazing what they were given but i also had to go to the opticians for the first time uh because i've been working at home more in front of a two computers but in fact three computer screens I, it's the first time like, i felt old at my age was i needed reading glasses yeah for for sat in front of the monitor and it really i mean like with you aside from the pandemic i mean our our habits have changed so much we really and i can i'm a fine one to talk because i i know i've not been doing anything like what i should be doing um but from a health perspective like our eyes going for walks our diet you know, it's so easy to sit at home and snack, not go out for a walk, um, you know, be in front of technology more. I'm sure we're all in front of our phones and iPads and screens and, you know, binge watching stuff. But we've got to look after ourselves because when we do come out of this, we need to be fit and healthy and raring to go. And we're not going to be. And we, we are going to be a burden on the, well, for us in, <laughs> in England, where we where we live in the 21st century and we have healthcare that doesn't cost a fortune. Um we can still be a burden to the healthcare system, even if it's not yeah. COVID, because there's going to be repercussions of, of this people not doing exercise and being at home and, and that, that there's going to be a knock on effect where, where, where we are, there's going to be ongoing problems. Yeah. Well, do you, so you used to run, I mean, you did a couple of, you did the, what, the London marathon for you couple of years eight, eight yeah eight eight times right. that's that's insane now i don't run at all i mean like no. running in, in me is not a good thing but what i did this year and i did i've already done it twice not this year last year um and i think you'll get a kick out of this because i haven't told you about it so what i my my wife's a runner my, my wife enjoys running um she runs in our neighborhood uh she has a treadmill she also has done uh, half marathons and 5Ks and 10Ks and the, and the races around town. So last year, they started taking all those fundraising races and the 5Ks and the 10Ks, and they started making them virtual. So you would sign up for it. You would pay your minimal entry fee. So whatever charity it was going to would still get the money. And then they would send you your T-shirt and your number and your medal to your house. And then you had to go and actually do the miles yourself and some of them were like on the honor system some of them were like well then take a photograph of your fitbit or your pedometer whatever it is and send it in and and do it so i have i signed up for two different 5ks and knowing that i was never going to be able to run them but i will walk them 
and um, yeah. so it was a it, and I, I did it because I really wanted the t-shirts and the swag so last year I walked the DC Batman 5k cool. and I have a, um, a a Batman medal and a the number and they sent me a, a hat and, I, and a t-shirt so I, I have that and then my wife made me walk it and I thought I would just get this cool swag for, for like $25 so but no she we we did it like she went walking with me and we did the you know the whole five I think we did six miles in a day and like one walk we walk the dogs every morning yeah. and we walk the dogs every night so those are you know those are a little three quarters of a mile a mile at a pop but actually to do all five miles or six miles and then I also did the Ruth Bader Ginsburg um, Memorial Walk because I really wanted the t-shirt for that and it was a good cause. So um, I have now got two 5Ks under my belt that I would never have been able to do in the real world because they would have been packed up and everyone would have been gone home and I would still be walking <laughs> the end of the course because I, <laughs> I literally don't run. Um, and with my the knee issues I have and my leg issues from the hospital a couple of years ago, I, I literally can't run. So, yeah. um, but I have started doing 5k walks and I got to tell you, Dave, the Batman medal was really cool. It was a big, <laughs> it's like, it was, a, it was worth, it was worth doing it. Um, yes. As you say, the most I've run is a bar. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, you know, fitness, little goals, just getting up and doing something and keeping you mentally well, that's, physically challenged is going to be really important. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is we have now nearly come up on a year of being um, sedentary. I mean, we, we're really not, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, you know, I used to rely on the, you know, it was always amusing the amount of miles I would walk uh, at a show around the venue when I got there and dealing with all the stuff, you know, I'd, I'd do like 300 steps for the morning part and then, you know, six o'clock at night and I'm suddenly hitting 10, 12,000 steps because I've walked miles, um, you know, uh, around and I, so it never really occurred. And now I'm not getting the second part of that in. So yeah, I'm trying to, um, take care of myself a little more. And, um, obviously as a photographer and an author and, uh, you know, my eyesight is probably important. <laughs> it's like one a of little the, bit, yeah. you know, one of those things I kind of want to be able to see going forward. So we're working on it, but, um, oh, well. yeah, I mean, that's where we're at. I mean, it's, uh, it's odd to think that this is, that we've nearly been in this situation for a full year. I mean, it's really kind of, um, it's a little mind numbing at times to, to look back and think, wow, man, March last, you know, not quite in March yet, but March last year was the whole world changed. I mean, everything yeah. changed. Well, you've now been like when we said at the at the beginning of the show, 150 episodes. Yeah. This is the 40th that you've been involved in. Does that, does that include th my 39? <laughs> you got it. Including the one we've recorded. Yeah, you've got, you've been involved with you've been in, you've been involved as the co-host for right. 40 episodes, yeah. even though you've not appeared on every single one because of you know Scheduling. timing and everything. Yeah, but you have you have been wow. co-host of Patiently Draws since. Uh, episode 111 yeah. i think it was and, and so, weirdly yeah. enough i still hold the record for the most number of retakes as a guest because um, <laughs> yeah you you've been on the show the most times even though you they never made it to the yeah, public that was a yeah one but day we've learned we've learned a lot I, I, now we're at a point where 
like we said, we're grateful of grateful of people still listening. So thank you everyone that still retweet. I mean, retweets, likes, comments. Yeah. Um, thank you so much to everyone. I mean, our Aunt, Aunt Pruitt and Steve Brazel, I can't thank you to enough for the amount you share this podcast. Um, yeah, those guys you, are rock stars. So much, and yeah, and check out both of them. They both on both have their own podcasts. Um, Steve is Steve's a great. I mean, they're both lovely, yeah. lovely human beings. Well, put the, um, put the links to those two in, in the notes. Yeah, for I'll, too, I'll put the, the links. All the... Um, and there's some uh, some very loyal listeners who often comment and say they've been listening. And so we've got, I know we've got some new listeners yeah. um, based on the back of a couple of guests. So. Yeah, 150, Alan. Oh, man. Uh... I, feel, I feel 100. You know, <laughs> I feel 150. No, it's it's fantastic, man. And um, I just want to reiterate that if anyone has a subject that they want us to talk about or cover or talk to someone about, we'd happy to hear what you want to hear about. Um, and because uh, after a while, you're you know you'll start just hearing me and. Yeah. Well, and where we we may not be an expert on the subject, we've certainly got an opinion, <laughs> and then we will try. We will try and find. You know, we're both very lucky. We know we know some of the best people in the industry, and we're very grateful that if we do were to call them up, they they would either be on the show or even let us pre-record something we could play on the show if we needed a specific answer. But we do want to give you some content around subject. Right. Um, as well as guests and you, you know we enjoy doing it we want to enjoy we love learning we're still learning from yeah. the guests that we have on i mean Clardy's episode was the first time i've actually put swear words in the title but her <laughs> her interview her interview was so honest and, and and real that i think a lot of people should listen to it because it's not all you know sunshine and rainbows when you're trying to start out i'm sorry i'm, I'm um, sorry i'm really sorry i missed it i was i was very upset yeah well, you're going like... off having having your superpower <laughs> <Right>. injections <laughs> um, i'm uh. gonna finish off with uh, a plug a uh, final plug of today and this is a, a personal one obviously alan's an author i'm an author um but my older brother alan oh, yeah for those of you who who don't know i've got an older brother he's 11 years older he's he's the other alan uh he's the other alan he's my absolute uh, hero I've for, from from my very early teens uh, Alan's been the best big brother I could I could wish for he's taken me on so many incredible little journeys he was he's in a band called the Dirty Strangers they formed in about 1980 so they've been going 40 41 years now uh, that's when he met Keith Richards and and became friends with Keith and He's been a big part of Alan's history, his musical history, um, and I've been to so many gigs, met so many people in the industry. I've been on the Rolling Stones' Bigger Bang Tour. I've sat in Keith's dressing room. I've been in his car. I've had all these things are all because of Alan. Now, Alan, um, Alan is so unique in his personality that I like to think that a lot of a lot of the traits that I have when I'm around people come from Alan and my dad. Um, anyway, long story short, this guy who sort of got to know Alan said that, listen, your story is like you, you're in a rock and roll band and you to say you never made it is, is harsh because he's recorded albums with Keith Richards and Ronnie Wood. Um, he's had some great guests in, in the group uh, over the years, but he's just got an interesting story. And this guy interviewed us and all of Alan's friends and put together this book. And if you go on Amazon, 
It's called Alan Clayton of the Dirty Strangers, the authorised biography. I'm looking forward to it. I've just got it this week. I'm going to read it. I've ordered Alan a copy of the book. Well, Alan, yeah, my co-host Alan. I'm looking forward uh, to getting it. my brother's got like, um, But I'm, I'm so proud because um, this week was the three-year anniversary of us losing our dad. And dad was a showman. He would have been super proud of this. And I'm so, I'm so proud of Alan because he has got a really interesting story. He, he's blessed by the amount of friends he's got in the industry. Um, so if you want to read, you know, a, read a story about a guy who spent 40 years in rock and roll and hear some really funny stories about Bob Marley and Keith Richards and uh, and, and other people in the industry, um, it's going to be a great read. Um, I think it's like 25, about 25 quid on Amazon. But um, I'm really proud of him. I'm so happy that we've both got, we're both in print. We've, we've both got books and uh, mum, my mum's got a copy already. And sort of so lovely is the the cover of the book is half of Alan's face. So all these people have been buying the book. They've been doing this uh, photograph where they do half their face and half the book. So it's half Alan, half them. And I tell you what, the amount of people that have been buying it and and posting it online, it's become a bit of a thing that every day that someone new's got the book. Um, so yeah, if you do get it, please take a picture and and put it on Instagram and tag me in it because it's it's. Uh, it's just one of those things in you know everyone i always joke if something happens to me and it's quite unusual i just say that oh, well if it went right or wrong it's another chapter in my autobiography <laughs> we always think we've got a book but this guy john wombat has interviewed so many people and put together this book and and what was interesting as well was um we will we will do another episode about books um because i want to get onto the subject of how that world has changed and now there's more self-publishing but John wrote the book and actually got it printed and published directly through Amazon yeah. um, so that it was people in America got it the same day as people in England because it was just the, the however Amazon do it it was really affordable um, it, I mean obviously the pictures are black and white so you know there's a lot of um, times where there's maybe the details not as good as if it was color but uh definitely i'm really impressed with the quality of it and um and what amazon have done with that so not to knock our own publishers rocky nook because they make amazing <laughs> books um but I, i'm really impressed with it. it's a good thick old book it's 296 pages long so it's a good read so that's uh i'm gonna give my brother some love oh, i'm for looking the, forward to reading it i love yeah, books about the music you. industry especially the behind the scenes stuff i i'm fascinated by it always have been so well, what's good? There's a picture in there because Alan's Alan Hess is good friends with um, Billy Idol's uh, band. There's, is it Stevens? Steve Stevens, yeah. Steve Steve Stevens. There's actually a picture of Alan. My brother Alan used to do security at concerts, and there's a photograph of him and Billy Idol when Billy Idol was in Generation X. Oh wow! Uh, old, yeah. Old so. Um, yeah so it's uh it's going to be a good one but no thank you for sticking with us tonight we were going to try and make it a short one but yeah, it's uh, close uh, it's close <laughs> we did all right um thank you for, thank you for listening thank you for sharing please tell your friends about us um yeah record also by all means recommend other podcasts you think we'd like yeah. but uh, yeah recommend subjects you can contact us on social media uh, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. Um, you can get us our podcast at he shoots he draws dot com. 
like I said, we've got some good guests coming up. Uh, we're look, really looking forward to, and we're still going to take the old week off here and there because we've still got other stuff <laughs> we want to do. Um, but that won't stop me and Alan chatting nah. anyway. Uh, so yeah, thank you. This is episode 150. The episode after this next week will be Tony Harmer. So please bookmark that one. We're now produce. We're now putting out episodes on Wednesdays. Just wanted to try something different, and it gives me a bit more time to get episodes edited so uh from me in the uk Damn. eight hours into the future <laughs> yeah eight hours ahead of me oh, adios <laughs> and uh i will see you next right, time see you